the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. This is the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Happy short week to most of you who get Memorial Day off in the long weekend, but we still have a week ahead of us. And I have big news for you, Hannah. We are going to be announcing a massive contest going on to kick off summer from the EP Podcast before this show ends 30 minutes from now. What do you think about that? It's about time. It's about time I did a contest? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. It's about time you started throwing money out at people. It's about time you did something, Chris. It's about time you started throwing things out at people again. You're slacking. I'm slacking. All right. And then also Nikki Seidel from the EP Library going to be in here talking about something that I previewed just a few episodes ago. It's almost like Pokemon, but it's cooler, and it's just for Evergreen Park. It's going to be a way for you to go out with the family and scavenger hunt throughout your village. So she's going to come in, explain the whole thing to us. That's coming up on the show as well. But I have a brilliant idea, and that is why my wife Erica is down here ready to join the show for this week. Erica, sweetheart, how are you? Good. How are you? I always bring you in when it's time for eating. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You came up with the Eating Evergreen Park thing. (laughs) And now I have the first ever EP podcast Sushi Challenge. People people don't realize how much sushi is available just in Evergreen Park. We may be the mecca of sushi places. Like the place on the south side to get sushi may be Evergreen Park. I'm not exactly sure. But I know that you could basically stand right in the center of town at 95th and Kedzie and then just kind of like spit around 360 degrees like right in the middle of the intersection and just find spots where you could, you know, you could just be like that place, that place, that yep. place, right? Yep. I'm not kidding about that, right? I'm not kidding either. So, so that's why we are going to have the sushi challenge this week. Each one of us has to pick one place to go try. That person has to go and get, what's the rules now, Hannah? We were talking about this, has to get like a chef special, like a, like the big time stuff. Right. One not of like a tuna roll, roll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like not a, a generic roll. roll. Yeah. Okay. Something get the unique good to the stuff. restaurant. Right. And then the other two have to consult looking at the menu and pick something. It's like a wild card to go along with that. And we're going to try them all. And then we're going to give out awards at the end of the show. You guys ready? I'm ready. Uh, okay. I'm hungry. Is it, you're ready? You think you can do this? Three sushi places? Three yes. sushi places yes. sounds a lot. You're, you're okay. We're, we're up for it. All right. Let's go. And we're off. now time for your EP word on the street. Here's what's going on this week in Evergreen Park. We released this show on Monday, but I know a lot of people didn't get to work until Tuesday. So if that's the case, don't worry about this part. But if you are listening on Monday morning, the EP American Legion post 854 holding a special Memorial Day ceremony Monday, May 27th, 10 in the morning on Memorial Day, 9701 South Kedzie Avenue. The Village Hall and Community Center are closed that day and reopen on Tuesday. Now, for all of you finally catching up with the EP Podcast on Tuesday, the EP Recreation Department Candlelight Theater is presenting the musical showcase The Lullaby of Broadway opening up Friday, June 7th at the Senior Center, and it runs throughout the entire weekend with three performances. 
Kids and adults, all ages, singing, dancing, telling the story of Broadway through the years. Tickets available now at the Community Center at 3450 West 97th Street. And remember, if you're planning a garage sale in Evergreen Park, remember to stop into the Village Hall the week of the sale. They're going to promote the date, the place, and the time of the sale on their website, which means those of you that shop garage sales may want to check out the website. That's your EP Word on the Street. The EP Podcast rolls on as we head down the street to our first stop in the EP Podcast Sushi Challenge. Nikki Seidel's coming in here in just a moment to talk with us. It's the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. It's the EP Podcast, all things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park. All right, this is very exciting, and it's perfect to kick off the summer because sushi is not really a winter food to me. Do you think so, Erica? It's a food. It's a winter food. It's any a food? It's a food. It's a food. <laughs> it's wow. Hannah, is it a winter food, a summer food for you, or is it all the time? It's, it's just food. See, for me, I like it a little bit more in the summertime. I don't know why. I'll still eat it when Erica gets it, but I like it more in the summer. So that's why I decided to do the EP Podcast Sushi Challenge. We're only picking three spots tonight. The first spot is Wu's House. You guys are going to be doing some drinks. You're getting mixed drinks. I'm just drinking beer for, for now. Okay, so you're going to review some drinks at every place that we stop okay. by. First, it's Wu's House. And what we're going to do is the rules are everybody got to pick a place, and they get to pick one roll, one sushi roll. Then the other two get to pick one off the menu based upon description, and we try them. And at the end, we're going to give out awards for the first ever EP podcast sushi challenge. So Wu's house is mine. I'm kicking this one off. I've selected the lobster roll, which I think you both thought was hysterical because you were gonna you were gonna pick it because it was the most expensive thing. Yeah, most expensive and lobster, so why not? <laughs> but I beat you to it. So Hannah, what did you guys end up picking? We went with the happy roll. Happy roll, which looks like it's got uh, shrimp tempura, spicy tuna, mango, avocado, cucumber wrapped with soy paper, and a chef's special sauce. The lobster roll's got tempura, lobster tail, cucumber, avocado, crab meat, lettuce wrapped in soy paper, spicy mayo with eel sauce on top. We're going to be trying that in just a moment, and what's great is we're sitting up at the sushi bar so we can actually watch the guy make the sushi. Have you ever watched somebody make sushi before? Well, yeah, all the time. What's the point of going to a sushi bar if you're not going to watch them make it? I never have watched anybody ever make sushi before in my life. How? I just get it, like, takeout. I, like, it's very rare I show up someplace and watch them make the sushi. Oh, Chris, that's a work of art. They're talented. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. 
students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. Been a while since I've had you down here. Nick Seidel is down here from the Evergreen Park Library. It has been a whirlwind, I think, for the last maybe month and a half for me. And I feel bad because I have not had you here. But then I realized there's a ton of stuff going on this summer that you're involved with. And I was like, we have to have her on the EP podcast. Well, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, Yeah, summer is a big time, a big time for the Chamber of Commerce, a big time for the public library. And I have lots to talk about. There's a few things I want to dive into. First of all, though, I already noticed that your new book came out. It hit everybody's mailboxes just last week. Right. And it's got a hashtag on the front of it. It says, we are evergreen. So I already hijacked it and started tweeting with that at the bottom. Oh, excellent. But the thing is, I looked and you could tell that it, this is like brand new. So I'm very interested as to whether or not your, your hashtag catches on and, be, and gets used. I mean, what, where did that idea come from? Why, why are you guys doing that now? Well, it came out of because the library is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year in 2019. So the library was established in 1944. And when we thought about library, a public library, what does it mean? It means community. It's a community place where people can gather and we're all neighbors. So that's why we came up with the hashtag, we are evergreen. And so you can see in our newsletter that came that just hit your mailbox that there's pictures in it with the hashtag we are evergreen and it's just faces faces of our community people who live here we're all neighbors so um, that's where it came from and we're hoping that uh, people will post to it uh, during the summer because it just reminds us that we all live here every area should have some sort of way to be able to look and see what everybody else is doing right now we don't necessarily have to be friends with everyone on your mm-hmm. on your social media so I like the hashtag idea. There should be something where you click on. You see, like when I want to read White Sox news, I just look at hashtag White Sox. And there's a billion people talking about it. OK, if I want to see what's going on in Chicago, you go like hashtag Chicago, like people just use it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Nobody really does that here in the EP. So I like right. the fact that you guys came up with something to use. Right. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was actually the idea of people younger than I. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. it's OK, Nikki. Take yeah. credit. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, we thought it it kind of reflects three things, past, present, and future. So, yes, it um, acknowledges that the library's been providing quality library services for 75 years. It acknowledges that we are people sharing the same place at the same time. And it acknowledges that we want to work towards pointing all of our resources towards making this a an educated, engaged community. So um, that's why we chose it. That's awesome. Now, something else that you guys are doing, it's also when you talk past, present, and future, seems very futuristic to me, is the uh, geocaching thing. Yes. Now, it's starting at the library, but it's also a chamber of commerce thing as well, right? But they're going to kick it off at the library where where they can start doing it, and I'm sure you can kind of fill everybody in as how this works. Okay, so it's actually two geocaching contests that are running concurrently. Okay. So the libraries have been doing this for several years now, where there's about, I think there's 32 libraries that are participating this year. And what um, players do, they can get a clue card, and they 
plug in GPS coordinates in their phone, into their cell phone, and it leads them to different libraries in the area, and you find these boxes called geocaches. But they're like, they're not like obvious. Some of them are like hidden boxes. Or like, oh, like, yeah, they're that, all like, there's hidden like, boxes. There's, there's something yeah. that, there's so, it's not like you just show up and there's like a, just a big sign that says, here's here's the box. No, it's no, like, no. It could be like a fake rock. It could be yes. like some kind of, like a magnet on the side of something. Like when you get there, you're kind of like treasure hunting when you're looking for yes, it. Yes, okay. it's a treasure hunt that you play with your cell phone plugging in GPS coordinates. Okay. And you're right. It just leads you to a place and then you have to find the geocache wherever it's hidden. Or some of them are multi-geocaches where you find the first one and it gives you a clue to go somewhere inside and look for the actual geocache. So um, the libraries are pretty clever with that. And so the Chamber of Commerce, we decided to piggyback on the success of the library's geocaching event and think of one of our own, but oriented towards businesses in Evergreen Park and Oak Lawn, so, or member, chamber member businesses. So we have 13 different locations in Evergreen Park and Oak Lawn where we're doing the same thing. The GPS coordinates will lead them to a member business, and then the player finds the geocache. They open up the geocache, which gives them instructions on how to validate their clue card, so they go inside of the business, get the clue card validated, receive a small prize. And then if they find all 13, they bring their clue card to the library and they're entered into a drawing for a $100 chamber member gift card. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, what's fun about it, I like, is that I know I I don't know your whole map, but I was at one of your meetings when mm -hmm. they were you were going over it, and I know that there's like at least a section like on 95th Street where you can basically walk some of these. Yes. Okay. So like this could be like a fun like summer night type thing. Like you're just trying to like get the get the kids out of the house. Right. You, you gotta you gotta engage the the 13 or 14 year old mm -hmm. because they're always looking at their phone. So you give them that's their task. Yeah. And then you get everybody kind of involved looking for this thing, and you just kind of stroll around the EP and then and like you said it's, there's a couple locations in Oak Lawn and you can kind of go and do this and and do the treasure hunt with the family. Right. So that's how we right, we designed it that way cuz it is a it can be a fun really fun family activity. Um on the business side of it, it drives traffic into their business. Right. Sometimes in the summer months where it might be a little bit slow and then for families it's super fun and it's a it's a family activity. So and like you said it can be walkable. Most most of them are walkable, but even so, it's something you could do in a day. It's not going to take you know weeks to do. But we're running the the uh, contest from June third to August second, so they have all summer long to complete the task. It's really cool. I mean, I remember yeah. when you came up with the idea. I was like, wow, this is really neat. Like the first time I read about it, I was like, this looks like th this will be a a fun thing for for the EP. And I I I'm totally behind this and. I'm going to have to drag my children out to go and do yes. it. And of course, if there's any way we can help you, we're here for you. But I mean, it seems like it's a, it's a, it looks like a really neat thing that you guys will be doing this summer. Well, I appreciate that you're helping us to promote it. Um, people will be able to draw the clue card down from the chamber website, which is evergreenparkchamber.org. And then each participating business, um, including the library, will have uh, clue cards of it, printed clue cards available for people to pick up. And the same thing with the library geocache. And I have to credit, it's Chris Olenberger from H&R Johnson Brothers who actually came up with the idea for the chamber geocache. This is, you know, you're, you're very nice, Nikki. Every time I try to compliment you, you're like, it wasn't me. 
I didn't come up with the hashtag. I didn't come up with the geo-ka-ching. It isn't. It's not me. I'm like the spokesperson, but I don't, I mean, nobody could come up with it. I'd be totally sitting there going, yep, yep, totally mine. Totally mine. Came up with it myself. Just sitting around, just like inspiration hit me. I don't know where I don't know where I come up with these brilliant ideas. That's Nikki Seidel. She's from the EP Library Chamber of Commerce as well. Thank you so much, Nikki, for coming in. Thank you, Chris. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. I just ate way too much sushi. I don't know how I'm gonna make it through the next two places. We only got two rolls. Give me your impression, first of all, Hannah, when it came out compared to the size of other sushi rolls when you order them. Did you find it to be a normal size or a ginormous difference in the amount of food that was in those rolls? They weren't ginormous, but they were pretty large for being the special rolls. I mean, it wasn't like the little maki rolls. It was a nice, hefty roll, each of them. But, you know, it's a little hard to pick up with the chopsticks, but thankfully we had a fork so we could just scoop them up and put them on our plate, which made it a lot easier. You used a fork? I, I used chopsticks and just stretched my mouth as much as I could. Yeah, me and Eric, and we tried picking them up off the platter with the chopsticks, and they just disintegrated. So we just used the fork and just scooped them up and put them on our plate. <laughs> uh, Erica, sweetheart, we ate the lobster roll, and I told you how much I loved it. It's basically, with it being lobster tempura, it's fried lobster tail. Really and, good. And, and it has a little bit of a kick, but it's not too spicy. I like the spice, but not a spice where I felt like I had to eat something else to get the spice out of there. What was your impression of that one? Because it's a little pricey, but... It, it was really good. Well, I think if you're going out for a special night and you wanted to share the lobster roll, then you can just go ahead and share it with uh, your significant other, and it would be a nice uh, special treat. Or I could just order for myself, and that'd be the only thing I would eat, because it's big. I mean, yeah. it's a hefty thing to eat. It was very hefty. Very hefty. What about the drinks, girls? You What, what do we have, just so that people know what you had? Oh, I had a white sangria, which was delicious. I had a Mai Tai, which is woo hoo Okay. <laughs> We tried their happy roll, that was your choice. And then we tried the lobster roll, which was my choice. Give me an impression, each of you, about what you thought of them, and then vote on which roll you liked better out of those two. Hannah? So we went with the happy roll, and I loved it. It has mango in it, so you got that little crisp crisp bit of sweetness that came with it. Um, but then also the lobster roll, it had the sweetness from the lobster tail, but you also had some spice mixed in with it. So hard to pick, but I would, if I came back again, I would probably get the uh, the happy roll. Pick your own roll. <laughs> Erica, Which? what do you think? Well, the happy roll was sweeter. It definitely was sweeter instead of the um, spice, like the lobster roll. But if I came back, I would want the lobster roll. Yes, and I pick <laughs> lobster roll as well. I'm going to call this a Chris victory. On our first round through. No, that music is not because I won the first round of the sushi challenge. Although it is fitting. No, that music is for this announcement. From now until July the 4th, it's 400 by the 4th. That's the name of the contest. 400 by the 4th. We are determined to give out $400 or 4 $100 prizes to the top four people who compete in our competition. And it's very easy to be a part of this. One way you can win is very simple. You take an EP podcast car magnet that you can pick up at the EP library right at the front desk. 
you stick it right on the back of your vehicle. You go about your daily business, and if you get spotted, it's $100 in cash. Or go one step further. Find a way to expose the EP podcast to your neighbors, your friends, and anybody else around Evergreen Park or the surrounding area. That might mean like taking a bunch of those magnets and like papering your car and sending us a picture. Get us on Twitter at the EP pod. Same thing for Instagram at the EP pod. Facebook.com slash the EP podcast. Submit that. That's another way to win. Or just create your own way to expose the EP podcast. There will be four winners. They will each get $100, and we will give away that $400 by the 4th of July. It's $400 by the 4th from the EP Podcast. Happy kickoff to the summer from the EP Podcast. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com. Stop number two on the EP Podcast Sushi Challenge is Chai Tung. This is Erica's selection. So Erica brought us here. We're sitting at the sushi bar inside of Chai Tung. And Erica's selection was a good one. Something that we've had in our in our house a few times. It's their snow mountain. It's deep fried shrimp and cucumbers topped with crab meat, mayo, and some crunchy, which I guess is where they just put like the crunchy flakes on top of it. And then Hannah talked me into having eel, which I've never had before. We tried the green turtle. That's eel, cucumber, spicy mayo, and crunchy topped with, uh, is that ebi? Ebi? Ebi. Uh, wasabi mayo and wasabi tobiko, which I was like, that sounds like it's going to be hot, but I don't think it was that hot. Erica, your impression, first of all, of what we made you eat. Um, I don't normally eat ill because it, I just think it looks weird. It, it's just a weird fish and uh, It's in not the a sea. fish. It's just a snake of the sea. Yeah, exactly. It's snake of the sea. <laughs> Gross. That's what it is. In the Princess Bride, they, they attacked everybody on the boat. I want to say it was a little tough, but it was tasty. It was definitely tasty, and I was surprised that the wasabi mayo was not as spicy as I thought it would be. I expected that my mouth was going to burn. Yes, exactly. Favorite one out of the two. The one that you selected, the snow mountain, or the one with the eel inside of it, the green turtle? By far the snow mountain. I think we've decided a while ago that that was our favorite from here. Hannah, what did you think, first of all, portion-wise, after walking out of Wu's house, these were chef special ones. They weren't, I don't think they were as big. What do you think? They're, they're nothing compared to the size of Wu's house. Wu's house were, they were nice, meaty rolls. These were okay, about a little bit less than standard size than what you would expect for a special roll or for a house roll. But, um, you know, of the two, they had two very distinct tastes. Of course, the uh, the green turtle had more of a wasabi flavor to it. Uh, had wasabi mayo and wasabi tobiko. Then you had the sweetness of the... Uh, snow mountain so they kind of complemented each other but they're so different flavors so you know at this point i'm really honestly going to call it a draw like i cannot decide if i had to eat one or the other right now i don't know which one i would choose i liked them both i go with the snow mountain okay so i'm going to break the draw i'm going to give erica this one okay because i would go with the snow mountain it's it's a good one but i think you're right i think in terms of size what's funny is that the plate that they had to use to give us our two Chef Special Rosa Wu's house was twice the size of this plate, and it had to fit it on there. And this one, there was all kinds of empty plate, and it was half the size. You know, but the good thing about Chai Tong is the um, the marinated cabbage and cucumbers that they bring out to the table in advance. I could have eaten the whole of each of those bowls, so that was a nice extra to have when you sit down that she didn't have at Wu's house. 
Do you guys think you're going to make it to a third place? Oh, my. <laughs> you were all into this. You were like, this is going to be so exciting. We're going to eat sushi at three different places. <laughs> and then we got full. <laughs> yeah. So last place is your choice. Is. You better be ready to eat because uh, you, you talk this place up all the time, and that's where we're going next. I'll tell you what. This place that we're going to next, um, oftentimes when I come to your house to record the EP podcast, I stop there on the way to pick up food, and I bring it over there. I, I, I do have to say I do like my drink choice better here. Yeah. Oh, you like your drinks here? Yeah, I had a mojito. I had a mango mojito here. I really like this better. The the Mai Tai at Wu's house was a little overpowering, overwhelming, a little bit too sweet, had a lot of booze in it. This mojito, this watermelon mojito is just very crisp, very light. So right now, if you wanted, it, it, it's too bad you just can't get your light mojito and then go with your big giant portions at the other place. Maybe the last place will have everything. I, I can't wait to see it. Sushi Challenge, EP Podcast. I'm stuffed. I should have worn looser pants. And uh, we were at the final stop of the EP Podcast, Sushi Challenge. And where did you take us, Hannah? I took you to Sesame Inn. It has been my favorite for... I remember coming to see Erica probably six, seven years ago. And I would stop here on the way to your house. It's that good. Yeah. Well, you, you did a good job. We got a volcano, and we've never been here before. But Eric and I were looking at it, and I'm like, okay, it's got spicy tuna, spicy sauce. It, I wanted something spicy. It was really good. The sauce on top of it I thought was really good as well. But the one that you pulled out was the best thing, I think. Right, Erica? I thought it was, too. Yeah, you you, you knew what to get here because this is your spot. What, what did we get? We got the snow crab roll. It's really good. It's got the tempura and cream cheese on the inside and not imitation crab, but real crab meat on the outside. You can tell the difference, too, because we just came from a place with the imitation crab and there was a big difference. Huge difference. Huge, huge. So, I mean, that's my go-to when I come here and then I'll always get the snow crab roll and I'll switch it up with the second roll that I get. It was incredible. I mean, you could really tell. You could tell that that was real crab meat that was sitting on top of it, and and, and the freshness of what we were eating. I put that. We're gonna we're gonna get back to the bar, and we're gonna go through all of our our winners and our categories and everything like that, and wrap this all up. But right now, off the top of my head, I believe that will end up in my top three of all the different things that we ate tonight. That was one of my top three rolls of the night. And we didn't order it tonight, but um, here at Sesame Inn, they do have an evergreen park roll, which is really good. It's an eel roll with the cucumber and the tempura, but it's really good. But it's the only place I've seen that has a roll named after the village. Well, this is the first place that I've been in where I'm afraid to talk loud because I'll interrupt people. So we're going to take this back to the studio bar and we're going to wrap everything up. Okay, are you full? I'm stopped. Oh my God, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Was it Erica had the right idea where to dress? A <laughs> <laughs> filling episode, to say the least. Trust me, next week will be just as filling. I'm Chris, that's Hannah, my wife Erica joining us, and we're stuffed. I think the biggest mistake that we made, even though it was a good mistake, was going to Wu's house because their sushi was ginormous and filled you up before we can even get to the other places. They were rolled up in the shape of a square. They weren't even circles anymore. They were almost like squares. Oh, they were packed in there. But I mean, like, seriously, if you went and got a burrito. Yeah. Not like the biggest burrito you can get on the menu. But if you went and got just a regular sized burrito someplace. But instead of it being a burrito, it was sushi. And then you just chopped it into like pieces. That's what Wu's house is like. 
And like, I was both watching. Both of them that we got were like that. I was watching the gentleman make it for us, and he was just packing that fish in there. Oh, yes. Oh man, they give you a lot of food. Now, price-wise, they were a little bit more than everybody else. I'll be honest with you. Well, I paid the bill. you got the lobster roll, I paid the bill, still. Well, yeah, you did get the most expensive they're the only place, they're, we, There were three of us. There were three of us that walked in there, and they were the only place that hit me with an automatic 18% gratuity, which doesn't bother me because I always give 20% anyway. In fact, I think whenever a restaurant gives me 18% gratuity, they're costing themselves 2% because I do 20 as my standard. But if you're going to just hit me on the bill with it, you're getting 18 so that's the one thing you better be prepared about when you walk into Wu's house. But the food is really good. Which Then we go over to Chai Tung, and Chai Tung's been around forever in Evergreen Park. Wu's house is like the new kid on the block. Chai Tung's been around forever. It's a staple in Evergreen Park. But we sat down in there, and when you compare the roles, there was such a size difference. But thank God, because we were stuffed. Yes. Right? <laughs> And then we go into Sesame Inn, and Sesame Inn is like your local neighborhood sushi place. Like, if there could be such a thing, where you're just like, okay, well, you got these two big places. And then you go into the local neighborhood place, and you're like, this could be like... You know, the owner's taking your the order. The owner's taking your order, everybody's yeah. wearing baseball caps. Yeah. There was definitely a different feel to each and every place. So yes. let's let's start off with simple things. Let's just take some votes around the, around the bar here while we're talking about as we wrap this all up. Best bang for your buck. I would say well too, just because you got more. The amount like, of food you the got. The amount of food on your plate. I mean. It was a massive. Yeah. You probably could only order one roll and you would be full. Let's go with the place that had the coolest vibe. Okay. Or how about this? The place where you sat there. We sat at the sushi bar at all three places. Okay. What was the place that you enjoyed sitting at the bar the most? Of the three sushi bars, which one did you enjoy sitting at the most? And if you want to say this one was like this and this one was like this, but this is the one I'm going to pick. Which one would you pick out of all three of them? I would pick Sesame Inn because you were saying it's the neighborhood vibe. It's right. not up, you know, it's not uptight. You don't feel like you're intruding on anybody. You know, the restaurant was getting ready to close up, but we didn't feel uncomfortable finishing our drinks. It was very comfortable. But then again, you go to Woo's, Woo's house and it's a different vibe in there because it's very colorful. Oh, the bar's got like black lights. Yeah. And yeah. So they're totally, I mean, they're both, you know, totally different atmospheres, but they're both very comfortable. Right. What about you, Erica? Um, I'm kind of uppity, so probably Woo's. You liked Woo's. <laughs> it was kind of posh. Woo's was like a clean, it's posh new, bar. You but know? you were sitting at a bar. That's right. the difference. Here's the thing. To me, Sesame Inn felt the most like if I wanted to go to an old school sushi bar and sit at the oh, bar. Oh, yeah, like if you were in and Japan And watch them prepare it in front yep. of me, and it was in Japan. Yep. Definitely. That would be the place to get that experience. The problem is that there's only three seats at the sushi bar. So, like, if you're going to the sushi bar, like, you can't go with, like, six people and spread out. I like that atmosphere. The three of us sitting up there at that, watching them prepare it. To us, or to me, that felt like the most old school thing. Woo's felt like it had more room because it was a big, giant bar. It literally was a bar. I mean, think about, like, a horseshoe bar, and two sides of it are a bar, and then one side of it is just the sushi preparation area. And they do have seats there. But, like, it was like, well, why would I sit there? I'll sit at the bar and I'll watch them as they're preparing. That you could get probably the most show. Like, you actually could see everything they're doing, which is really interesting to watch. Because other, you can't really lean over in the other two places and see what they're doing at their sushi bars. So that was really cool. So they were both very different vibes. I liked, But I liked Woo's and I liked Sesame Inn for two different reasons is what I would do. But... I'm going to go with Hannah here and probably split the vote because it seems like we have to pick a winner and I'm going to go with Sesame Inn because I really did like Sesame I like the old school vibe. Let's think about what we had. Six rolls all together, two in each. 
Give me your top three in each place. And I will start first because you guys are always starting first here. So then nobody thinks that I'm biased or trying to change what happened in this thing. Okay. My top three roles that we had the lobster roll at Wu's house, the happy roll at Wu's house, and the snow crab. Was it snow crab roll? Snow crab. Snow crab roll with a real crab on top of it at Sesame Inn. Those are my top three in that order. And I'm not picking the one in Sesame Inn like as a distant third to Wu's house. It was right in there. See, I'm going to go the same three that you picked, but a different order. So the snow crab roll at Sesame Inn would be my number one. I can see it being a number one because it's really good. Right. My number two would be the happy roll at Wu's house. And number three would be that lobster roll at Happy's. I mean, at Wu's house. At Wu's house. Okay. Erica. Um, I'm going to go number one with the lobster roll at Woo's. Okay. And then um, number two, I'm going to go with the Snow Mountain um, from Chai Tung. Tung, Okay. that's probably my favorite. And my third one is I would have to go with the Happy Roll from Woo's. Okay. I think what we learned here is that Woo's house won this one. Yeah. Okay. Woo's house clearly won it. I don't know if it's because of what we picked, but we used the same rules with every one of them. Yeah. It was either first or second, or I mean, it had it had two in the top three on all three of our list. Yeah, yeah. So since they had two on the Food top three, atmosphere, but I yeah. will say that a very, very close second was Sesame Inn. Yeah, just because of that role that you, you both of us had in our top three, that we basically had a similar list, and Erica was just outside of her top three. Yeah, and I think the difference is that I like the fact that it was it was real crabby. You could tell the difference. You know, when you do them all side by side, that's the crazy thing. I think if you order sushi, you're like, okay, this is good. This is sushi. But when you go to like three places in one night, you realize how different it can be. Exactly. Depending on where you go. And uh, I thought this was really cool and I want to do this some other time and maybe even add in other places that do sushi because I know there's more of them in Evergreen Park than just those three places. But that was a really fun time. Um, I'm going to go uh, unbuckle my pants now (laughs) and pass out on the floor. Yeah, I think Hannah's going to go home and do the same thing. (laughs) Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up And then by the looks it's gonna be a good one And we'll see you next week And the nude is basement And the nude is basement Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And it's in the books Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And by the looks it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's basement. Oh, broadcast basement. The Nudie's basement. The broad basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.